0: Welcome to our new podcast series focusing on some of the most amazing women that scripture has to offer. Over the course of five weeks, we're going to look at principled, faithful, and virtuous women who offer so much in the way of application to how we live our lives today, and we're really excited that you're joining us. If you'd like more information about the Traders Point Church of Christ, please visit our website at traderspointchurch.org, and you can find us on Facebook and YouTube as well. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. This is episode two in the new series that we're doing, as we're going to take uh, a total of five weeks. Uh, We started last week and, and are continuing this week. We're going to look at five different women throughout Scripture and look at some of the application and the lessons that we can take away from their stories. Last week, we started by talking about Hannah and and the faithful woman that she was and some of the lessons that we can learn from how she dealt with very difficult circumstances in her life. And today, in some of the similar ways, we're going to talk about another character who had to deal with some very difficult circumstances in her life, and that is Ruth. Ruth. Now, Ruth is is a woman that is relatively well known. She has a book named after her in the Old Testament and we get a fair amount in regards to her story, at least as an adult and some of the challenges that she went through and how she handled those. And so we're going to spend a few moments this morning talking about her and her story and some of the lessons that we can take away. From that, I think as I read through the book of Ruth this week, as we were preparing for this, uh, the story is very well known in general. But I think some of the specifics sometimes can get lost in us, and so we may hit on some of those. But, But Ruth really stood out to me just as a way of setting up the story. She really stood out to me as a woman of great character and virtue. And even so much so, I know we may get there eventually, but I use the word virtuous intentionally because there in chapter 3, she is referred to as a virtuous woman. And so I, out of curiosity, I just looked that up, and it actually that phrase only appears one other time in Scripture, and that's in Proverbs 31, mm. the, the virtuous woman that we get there. And so when you think about Proverbs 31 and the description of that virtuous woman that's given there— that is the description given to Ruth as well. And I think that in and of itself tells us a lot about who she is and how she approached uh, some of the very difficult circumstances that she had to deal with in her life. But she's really just a a beautiful character study as we look at the real events that happened to her and how she dealt with those. And so we'll talk about some of those this morning.
1: Yeah, you know, you think about, you know, her story. and, And You're you're right. I mean, certainly the beginning of the chapter, I mean, just in the first five verses, I mean, it is catastrophe after catastrophe after catastrophe that really sets up her story. And, you know, it's interesting that, you know, throughout, I mean, things don't really turn around for her until the very Very, end of the story. (laughs) I mean, the very end of the story. But, you know, as you think about the story itself, I was just thinking about, you know, just some, I don't know, just some characteristics of Ruth that kind of stand out in her story. You made mention of her virtue, specifically made mention of. But, you know, I, I was just, you know, kind of making a mental list and, you know, words like loyalty mm-hmm. certainly is there. Uh, that, that plays a huge role in her story, uh, with, uh, Naomi as well as with Boaz. But a respect. I mean, she's yeah. incredibly respectful but her, her kindness i mean her her general <laughs> goodness and kindness seemed to really stand out because of the impact that it had on the you know the people yeah. around her they yeah, generally just liked her they liked being around her they were very fond of her and uh, they spoke very well of her and you know you think about these characteristics certainly faithfulness uh, comes to the forefront you you think about you know loyalty and respect and kindness and and faithfulness and virtue and all of those things is what her life was in the face of what was a really, really difficult situation. I mean, really, really difficult. Not not just here in chapter 1 as its outset, but because of her circumstance, because of Naomi's circumstance— we certainly see her going into the fields, but sometimes we miss on the why she did that. Yeah, it, yeah. There, was, there was no other. It was a destitute situation yeah. for her and Naomi, and, and I think sometimes we miss that. And so <clears throat> they were impoverished yeah. in a big, big way, and they were in deep, deep trouble physically. But yet, in the face of all of that, all of those list of characteristics that I made mention of, she holds all of those. Yeah. Nothing seems to falter or bend or waver, even in the face of really difficult circumstances. Yeah, not
0: only was she impoverished, she was impoverished in a foreign land. Yeah. I mean she 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 was, she was, you know, she was taken away from her home. She married a, a Jewish man. And she was a Moabite, and so she left her family and her home and and married this man. Her husband dies, her brother-in-law dies, her father-in-law dies. And so that in and of itself is, is challenging enough, just dealing with loss like that, especially removed from your own family and loved ones, and, and now dealing with the loss of the family that you have here. And then making the decision to stay with Naomi and go back and live among the Jews, she is now a foreigner among these people, and so you, you put all of that on top of the fact that she's now impoverished and is simply trying to find enough food to survive. I mean, she's right. in survival mode, <laughs> right. and and it's you know it's it's that backdrop, and and you you start to mention all of these characteristics that we see in her. And they just become even bigger and bolder when you think about the backdrop in which she, she's living her life. She was in as bad of circumstances as they come in a lot of ways. And, and yet it was her dedication to family and her faith and, and her, her virtuous character that allowed her to navigate some of these very difficult circumstances to in a lot of ways to stay positive among those things. And then obviously, I mean not to spoil the end, but I mean she shows up in the lineage of Christ. I mean, <laughs> right. this is this is a woman who at the end of the story, this is a ha- this is a happy ending for for her and Boaz and her family as they move forward. Um it, it, the story ends happily, but but it's not it doesn't start that way. It starts as difficult and as sad and as tragic almost as you could possibly imagine. And I think kind of in the same way we talked about Hannah last week, some of those circumstances that surrounded this time period of her life, those really magnify these character traits that stand out with Ruth. And I think what that tells me is that uh, personally now in some of the more challenging times of my life, that's where my character is going to be seen the most clearly. And and what do I want that to be? What do I want those character traits to be that others are going to see in me during that time period, those times that may come up in my life? Well, I want them to be similar to what we see with Ruth because it's very easy. When I think of Ruth, some of the words you mentioned, loyalty and virtuous and love, and those are the words that come to mind, but those are so bright in our mind because of the backdrop of her life that we see her story
1: yeah, I mean, it, it, what really to me stands out is how easy it is when, you know, we talked about Hannah last week, and, and she was in a, a tough spot for sure, not not having a child and wanting one, the abuse that she was even receiving from uh, the other the other wife, uh, and, you know, it's—but it, her life wasn't endangered in any way. Right. I mean, you have this story here in, in Ruth, especially at the very end of chapter 1 into chapter 2, it is that they are kind of working for their life. It is, if I don't go out and do what I'm doing, we don't eat today. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do that again tomorrow, we don't eat tomorrow. And if I don't do that the next day, we don't eat that day. And, and nobody was there helping them. No, nobody was in line to help out these two women. And so in the face of this, a life and death kind of situation, she's holding true to who she is. I mean, it, it to me, as I was thinking about this story it's very Joseph-like in a lot of ways, you know, where you had Joseph, and so many things were going against him. Certainly, early on, being hated by his brothers, thrown into a pit, slown or sold into slavery, uh, you know, being falsely accused in the house of Potiphar, then being forgotten in prison for two more years, right? But yet the story unfolds, and you you, you see him seemingly still very loyal to god and very faithful and very positive and, and and his his character seems to be intact and you know i think the the danger is for us that our character moves how our life moves hmm. if things are going very very well it's easy yep. for me to have a great character and and uh-huh. to be you know super kind to people and to yep. you know be very positive but yet when life turns often then my character or my attitude, probably is a better word to use, my attitude then turns, right? And now, you know, things are down, so my attitude is down. I'm not as positive. I'm not as kind. I'm not as loving. I'm not as loyal. I'm not as faithful because now, you know, I'm connected to what my circumstance is. That's not what faith is. Faith is you know loyalty and goodness and kindness and and godliness regardless of circumstance and certainly that's what we see from Ruth.
0: Yeah, I love that in chapter 2 uh, as as Ruth meets Boaz one of the things that Boaz says in verse number 11 it has been fully reported yeah. to me all that you have done to your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you left your father and your mother in the land of your birth and so on. It's been fully reported to me. Like Her her character was so well-known that word had gotten around and it had gotten to Boaz in regards to how Ruth treated Naomi and some of the things that she did and how she handled herself. And that, that just tells us, again, at this stage in her life, things have only gone badly <laughs> right that, that's all that's happened over these you know this this time period and so <clears throat> during that time though she handled herself in such a way that her she had a reputation she had a reputation among people uh, in the community that they they knew the kind of woman that she was and that that's, that says a lot about how she handled those times because to your point she didn't allow the the death of her husband or her in-laws or, or the challenges of leaving her family, she didn't allow that to impact her attitude. She was dedicated to the, the loyalty that she had on display, to serving God who she had clearly come to know, probably through her family, through her husband, right. and, and come to know the true Lord, and she was going to serve him. And, and all of those things, to, to, for that to be known in such a way, just tells us a lot about her character. And I think it does set up then how the rest of the story is going to unfold as we see the relationship between her and Boaz kind of begin to grow and and Boaz ultimately marrying her and kind of saving her in a lot of ways. But that all starts with the reputation that Ruth had. And I think that, for, for me, as I start to try and make some application to that, I want my reputation to be such that it's going to affect how people think of me, maybe that I haven't even met yet. But when I meet them, they're going to know the kind of person that I am. It's not necessarily going to be about the first impressions that I may make on them or how I may introduce myself to them. It's They're, they're going to know the kind of person that I am because I have a reputation that that says such. And I think that's, that's the way I want to live my life. That's the way that Ruth lived her life, and it set her up for success even when she was in the midst of very trying times. She was setting her up for success spiritually and physically because she developed this type of a reputation, and so she was serious about being a woman who was, who was dedicated to people and showing her loyalty. She was a hard worker, and that, that was clearly obvious to both Boaz and to everyone else who reads Ru- Ruth's story. She was willing to work hard and she showed compassion to to Naomi in, in this situation. I mean all these all these character traits that we throw out about Ruth. And it wasn't just something that we see as we read her story. It was something that those within the story saw in her, and she had developed a reputation that preceded her, and that, that really tells me a lot about how she handled herself during trying times.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of things, you know, certainly from that passage there specifically and what Boaz said about it, I've heard your story. I know what you have done specifically with Naomi. You know, it's interesting if you go back to chapter 1, and you, you really get a good uh, insight into uh, Ruth and her outlook for other people, right? It, it's not she, she's not concerned about herself in any way. She is only thinking about others, mm-hmm. and that's how she's operating. She's only thinking about other people, and certainly again in the pages of the New Testament, that's what we're called upon. We're called yeah. upon to react that way, and so you have there in chapter one, you know, that story unfold where all of the men in the lives of these of these women have passed away, and. And Naomi is saying, listen, I'm going to go back to my home, and she has these two women, both widows, both from Moab, and, and she says, you go on, you know, I've got nothing for you. No. I can have, you know, children now, but are you going to wait for those children, you know, to grow up? I- I've got nothing, you know, for you specifically. I've got, I've got nothing at all. You need to go back. And one, Orpah, goes, goes back. And, you know, for me, sometimes it's easy for us to say, well, that, that seems selfish. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't, I, I don't know if it was or not. I, I don't know what her thought pattern was on, on whether or not that was selfish per, right. per se. But what I do know is what Ruth is doing is she is concerned solely about Naomi. Yep. She is concerned solely about others. And so she reacts in that way. I, I'm not going back. You, you, you know, you need me. Your, your home is going to be my home. Your God will be my God. I'm going to stay with you. And so when they make that journey back, and they get, and we get to Ruth chapter two, it, and Ruth goes out and is the worker that you made mention of. She, she's doing that not, not for herself. She's doing that because that's what Naomi yeah, needs. And so you, you still have this overall aspect of her looking out for the people around her mm-hmm. and almost regardless of of self right <clears throat> what would yep. been best for herself was to go home right yep. what would have been best for herself is to go back to her daddy or to go yep. back into a place where you know she can marry someone that would take care of her that's what mm-hmm. was best for herself but she sets that aside yep. and she looks out for what's best now that put her in a very precarious position yeah. but she wasn't concerned about that and so now when you get into you know the new testament and that charge is laid on us so often we're like, you know, I'll do a good thing for people as long as it's not troublesome or mm-hmm. as long as it's not dangerous or as Great. long as it's still going to work out for me. But no, it's, a, again, a regardless of circumstance, I will look out for the best of others always. And certainly you see this in the first half of the book of Ruth.
0: Yeah, that selflessness is something that, yeah, you're right. We hadn't necessarily brought that out just yet, but you're, you're 100% right because without Ruth – Naomi would have been in a terrible situation. She didn't have a husband. She didn't have sons. And she was, I mean, she would have been destitute and without hope had it not been for somebody to stick with her and try and help her through these times. And so you're you are absolutely right. Ruth passed up on an opportunity to kind of restart her life wherever she was and with her own family. To, to take care of Naomi, who knew, she knows would have been in a really bad situation had it not been for Ruth. And so you're right. I've you know you, I, I've heard that, too, about, about Orpah and kind of her selfishness, and I, I'm with you. I don't know that I necessarily would classify that as selfish. What I would is classify what Ruth did as selfless. Absolutely. And that, I think, is the the thing that we're supposed to key in on with this, is that Ruth was more interested in the well-being of Naomi and those types of things than she was the well-being of herself, which defi- I mean, at the very definition of selfless, right? Mm-hmm. You you are more interested in, in the well-being of someone else over yourself. And, and we see that with Ruth as things move forward, and, and Naomi appreciates that. As she, she's gonna, Naomi's going to play a role in, in introducing her and Boaz and helping all of that work out. So Naomi sees that and appreciates that. But, the, but it's that selflessness and Ruth that really kickstarts this whole story. And I think that's a great, again, a great lesson for us is, you know, the, we should be the type of people who are selfless, for, for starters, because that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be selfless. He wants us to be humble. He wants us to think more highly of others than ourselves. He wants us to have that type of an attitude. But then there's also the other side of that, that being selfless oftentimes works out for you. it works out for your <laughs> for your right. good. It's not just that, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do. It's that no, this is a good way of living life right G- good good things happen when you are selfless, when you look out for the interests of other people, when you take care of other people. There's you ever heard of Zig Ziglar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, famous. I mean, he's dead long long ago. <laughs> I don't know how long ago he died, but you know, a big a big public speaker, motivational speaker. I remember he used he used to say you can have anything you want in life if you just help enough other people get what they want. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, you know, obviously in sales that's an important strategy to take. But I think there's just a lot of truth to that that if you put your focus and your energy and helping other people get what they want and need, you will find that you, things work out for you long-term as well. And whether Ruth understood all of that in the moment or not, that's certainly a lesson that her story teaches us, that, that she was selfless in regards to her approach to Naomi, and that paid off for her in the long run. And I think we need to have that same trust That if we conduct ourselves in the way that God wants us to and we are humble and we are selfless, then things will work out for us, whether in this life, maybe, maybe not, but certainly in the one to come. It will. And so we need to live our lives in such a way that we understand that.
1: Yeah, and the key component to that is because God sees all of that, right? He, he's able. Maybe the people of the world miss it, you know, completely. I mean, no, you know, who was there, you know, in Ruth chapter 1 when, when Ruth is is having that conversation with Naomi and talking about those things? Probably no one is there, but God, he sees all of that. He sees mm-hmm her attitudes he sees her heart he sees all of that and so th- that's that's going to that's going to pay dividends because that's the kind of character that he's looking for we we see that again with the life of Joseph that we made you know mention of we we see God paying attention to all of that we see God at work even in that you get to the very end of the story of Joseph and he he is finally seeing, you know, the picture of, you know, listen, it was a very difficult time, but yet God meant that for good. He, he, he put me in a position so that, you know, it you know, Abraham's descendants would be able to be in a position to be helped and to be saved and to be safe, right? Joseph didn't understand all of that, yeah. but yet we can look back and see God at work in all of that. You have made mention that in, in Ruth chapter 4. We're going to be told of, you know, she has a child with Boaz. And, you know, that child is Obed, the father of Jesse, the father of David, right? And then you get to the page of the New Testament, and there her name is found in the genealogy of Jesus. She didn't understand all of that. No. But yet we can look back and see God's hand at work in all of those things. And so he is at work in, in her life in every way and you know, probably she acknowledges that on some level, mm-hmm. because it, she remains faithful, because okay. she she keeps perspective, and uh, can she understand that fully? Probably not, but we can't either. Yeah. But yet, we can see that p- playing out in our life. I, I fully believe that we can see that that is the the best way to go about life is looking out for the best of others. It
0: is, and and then when when you find yourself. In a situation where you are able to provide or help others, we have to be intentional about taking advantage of those situations. And I think sometimes that's where I know I've fallen short at times is, you know, I I say I want to be a selfless person. I want to look out for the interests of others. I want to help others. But I have to be looking for opportunities to do that. And then when I find them, then be willing to take action on those. If we're not looking for opportunities to do good for other people, then a lot of opportunities may pass us by. And I think this is a situation, again, whether consciously or unconsciously, Ruth recognized an opportunity to help someone had now been put in front of her, and she was going to take advantage of that opportunity. And that's, that's the approach that I want to have to my life is I want to look for ways in which I can help others, and when I find them, be ready to act and and that that's one of the lessons that I 'm taking away from this story is I need to be more intentional about that. Ruth was a very intentional woman yeah. she she was intentional about how she helped Naomi. she was intentional about her relationship with Boaz, she was intentional about how she provided for Ruth or for Naomi during the, the times where they were destitute. She was a very intentional woman, and I want to be more intentional about things in my life, that I'm going to look for opportunities that God may put in front of me. And when those opportunities are found, I'm not going to hesitate. I'm going to recognize them for what they are, and I'm ready to take advantage of them. And that's, you know, you, you mentioned some of these other, you know, characters in, in this in the Scriptures, even if you want to follow the lineage of, of Ruth to David. He, he is someone, certainly he had his struggles. We talked about him several several weeks ago at this point on the, on this podcast. But, but he was also a man of intentionality in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. And he was intentional about the relationship that he had with God. He was intentional about talking to him regularly and involving him in everything that he did. We need to be the type of people who are who are constantly looking for ways to involve God in our lives and looking for opportunities to do His will and, and carry out the the opportunities to serve others that He may put in front of us. And, and so Ruth Ruth is a reminder to me that that I need to be more mindful about looking for those opportunities and not letting them pass me by.
1: Yeah, you know, one other quick thing before we're done here, you know, we've made mention of it several times there in Ruth chapter four. You know, it's, it's interesting to me how, it, how God clues us in with, you know, the, the genealogy of how, you know, things, you know, line out. I was thinking about this, you know, earlier today. In a lot of ways, it's it's what makes the Bible real. You know, we made mention, I think, even in our episode last week that, you know, all these characters that we're going to read about, there's there's lessons to be learned. That's the key component. There is lessons, and, and we've talked about lessons and applications to, to pull from the story of Ruth, but yet at the same time, They're real people, right? I mean, they're real people that lived long ago for sure, but walked the same earth that we're on, right? It is a real story, you know, told by real people. And when you start to think about the Bible that way, You know, it's just it's so cool to to see you know things like this in Ruth chapter four. You know, for me specifically, you know, we're told you know Ruth has a son, it's Obed. Obed has a son, it's Jesse. Jesse has a son, it's David. And so you know, just working backwards, Ruth is the great grandmother of David. Mm -hmm. Now we don't know because certainly we're not told. But you know, I I personally, uh, I'm you know, my great grandmother was alive for a big portion of my life. I met her. I spoke with her. I was able to converse with. Now, we don't know if David Mm -hmm. was able to talk to Ruth, uh, and maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, but most certainly, he he has heard her story, whether Mm -hmm. it was from his father, who was the grandson of Ruth, or certainly his grandfather, who was the son of Ruth, and and to start connecting all of those things, David, a figure we're very, very familiar with in Scripture— that, you know, you, to, to think that, you know, he's sitting down somewhere and being told this story, right? Yeah. Let me tell you the story of your great-grandmother yeah. and, and how she came to work. I mean, it's just, you know, to think about those kinds of things yeah. is what, to me, makes the Bible— a very real thing, yep. and God hands that to us. I mean, in the very last few verses of chapter 4 that just connects now mm-hmm. everything that's going to you know play forward from this point in Scripture.
0: Yeah, that's a great way to wrap up this story. It really is a powerful, a powerful story, certainly of Ruth, but a powerful testament to the way that God works in the lives of people, and certainly he did throughout the life of Ruth and Boaz and for generations to come. So we'll go ahead and stop there. Thank you all for taking some time out of your day to join us uh, as we've studied through uh, the story of Ruth. We're going to continue on with our study through some of the the women in Scripture over the next few weeks. We hope you can join us for that. Uh, So we will talk to you again next week.